crossroads where Christianity and politics meet. I'm your host, Anthony Kakara, and with me is Sean Nichols today. Sean, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Good, good. You know, just another another crazy week. Things keep evolving. I love your ladder with Crowder Mug. I was like, are you you're in Crowder Mug Club? Yeah, I got to show my support. <laughs> I think just saw it. Um, awesome. But yeah, how's your week been going? Not bad. Uh, a little quiet in the news front, but overall good. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's definitely, we got a pretty loaded show today with some stuff going on, but news front wise, it's a little bit more, I'll say slower. And we kind of, well, you expect that, right? They took their little vacation from Congress. They're taking a little time off. Um, not Biden. related to Joe Biden's vacation that they just kind of send him away <laughs> so he doesn't open his mouth, but <laughs> we can take more into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a pretty good week. We're still here. I'm still here. My wife hasn't gone into labor yet, so we're at the back end of it. So we'll see. We're getting there. Um, but yeah, nothing uh, aside from that. Let's dig in. So I want to. I'm just gonna open this up with something real quick. Um, actually, this I'm gonna take a, a verse right from uh, the Book of Romans, and from what, how this is gonna play into what we are seeing today is gonna be very important. Whether regards to what we're hearing from our politicians, the government, everything, and what we're looking at, um, censorship uh, overall, right? So let's dig into this a little bit. Um, in the, from Romans 16, 17 through 18, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving the Lord Christ, but only their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of the naive people. Now, I, Sean, the reason I mention this, this is, is that the answer for us as a nation to come together, it starts from actually how we love our neighbor, how we show compassion for others, how we actually listen to one another. And yet what we are seeing, even in that verse, right, in the time, like, look, this is talking from like the Roman church in Rome, talking to Gentiles and what they're focused on, um, people's desires, uh, distracting and their own appetite, what they're politically pushing and things in the vein and how to be too fixated to legalism and not actually fixated to what is helping people's interests. Um, so, and I bring this up because Biblically speaking, this is directly a verse, like I said, it's directly towards that Christian community. However, it's not necessarily the principles itself, as we know, like we're all children of God. And as we know, this changes the view of how you look at things. And what we're seeing today, you have to look at it from a principled perspective. What are the, what's the moral, what's the understanding, what's the learning that can come out of these things, right? And where we are today, these, this concept and all these things are couldn't be any farther from the, where we are today. We haven't been living in the light. We haven't been living. We've we have been living in darkness. We've been falling into people's false pretenses, their lies, their flattery. Politicians telling us what they need just to get the next election, the next vote. Um, you have the Biden administration today trying to spin anything the right does as violence, right? So they want this. They basically they put on this war on Christianity. Because they need you to worship the government, they not a you can't have any other higher authority that you believe in. So um, they're rewriting history before our eyes. They're working with big tech to censor anyone who disagrees, 
I mean, we, heck, we even have the FBI targeting parents. And even now we saw it was the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago on a former president. Um, and these things are not things that you think in a country that we would in our country that we would ever see. This is also as we have seen it. This is not something that's been happening by accident. This has been very calculated and they're putting up like going back to the Romans verse, right? They're putting up obstacles in your way from knowing what is the truth. And you have these purveyors out there, like in the media, they're running around saying that, that they speak the truth, that they're the, it's my truth. It's their, like, they're trying to speak in this direction to force a narrative for something for you to believe. And we need to always ask the question, whenever you read or hear something, it's like, what are they actually trying to get me to believe? What are they actually trying to get me to see? So this is where I actually want to dig a little deeper into something to, like this idea of censorship and rewriting history. This is a piece that's nothing to, new to America, right? This has been long since even history, even before the time. Heck, this has even happened in biblical times. There were people trying to rewrite history and censor others for those who disagree and they shouldn't have a voice. Um, but we need to be made, our, we need to make ourselves very aware of how this is going on, what is going on, and about at its core, it's this evil side that comes for power and control. And we need to always, and this is even shown when we look at like Mitch McConnell from the Republicans, like he's an absolute disgrace to the actual true conservatism and the values of what the conservatives believe. Because what he stands for is not actually conservatism. What he stands for is crony capitalism. What he stands for is cronyism is he wants to still be invited to the cocktail parties. He still wants to be invited and he's always okay with coming in second. He's okay with losing as long as he personally doesn't lose his power. Right. So these are the examples of things like that's where we're seeing why the disgrace from coming with Mitch McConnell and the Republican Party or Liz Cheney or Mitt Romney. The whole establishment have lost complete touch with their base. And they're on the same side of this whole party trying to rewrite history. So you're not aware of what's going on. So in this whole idea with, with censorship, I want to dig into something that I don't know if a lot of people actually know. But getting back to a core and understanding some, as we said in the show, is the founding of what this nation is and truly what made us who we are today. So. I'm going to take us back into what was on April 30th, 1789. So this was when a very tall, stately individual, um, a Virginian, stepped onto a federal building on the floor, the second floor of Lower Manhattan. And as he stepped on the floor, there was a thunderous applause and a sudden silence as people were trying to strain to hear the voice of the one General George Washington. And all they wanted to hear him say, that's two word, famous words of I do, right? Washington, when he took his oath of office on April 30th, 1789, he could have had sworn in on anything. He was the first one to take an oath of office as the president. He could have sworn in on the Constitution. He could have sworn in on the Declaration of Independence. He could have sworn on absolutely anything, right? But he thought nothing more fitting than to swear in upon the Bible. So... They actually hastily had to go borrow it from nearby St. John's Lodge, and this was where it was then once they finally got the Bible before Washington, it was Secretary of State Samuel Otis who was holding the Bible up on his red cushion, and they hastily opened it in the Bible, to which landed on Genesis 49, and this is what he put his hand on to swear an oath. And this passage, which people don't even realize, the passage of Genesis 49 is a passage that contains the blessings of Jacob to his 12 sons who were des destined to become a great nation. And after Washington actually placed his hand on the Bible, the general listed the oath of office. 
which included the acknowledgement of what I said earlier, those two words that he said at the end that I do. That, and what people, that might not be the most surprising part of all this. What people don't realize as we try to pretend this stuff doesn't happen and you don't really talk about this in the history is what he did next is telling and what no one expected. The newly sworn in president kneeled down and kissed the Bible. In Washington's inaugural address that he gave a little while later, he spoke about the invisible hand of hand, referring to divine providence, referring to God, which conducts the affairs of men. And at every step we have taken at that time to develop the nation, to advance this nation as an independent nation, by the, it was done by the providence of God. And so it, this is something that even further, when you look at what people at the time, you can't tell me this wasn't based on Christian values, right? It's not. There's different sects within Christianity um, from Catholicism to Protestant at the time, right? But what they did tell is like the same thing, according to the uh, Washington National Cathedral Archives, just three days before George Washington took the oath of office as the first president of the United States, Congress passed the following resolution, and it resolved that after the oath shall be administered to the president, he, attended by the vice president and members of the Senate, the House of Representatives, shall proceed to St. Paul's Chapel to hear a divine service. According to Reverend Wright Provost, new, the newly appointed chaplain of the U.S. Senate and the first Episcopal Bishop of New York, he officiated at, that, at a service at St. Paul's Chapel on April 30, 1789, and immediately following Washington's inaugural address with the newly inaugurated president and members of Congress present. And yet somehow you want me, so taking this to where we are today, you want us to somehow believe this nation wasn't founded with Christian values and by the divine providence of God? When three days before the president even was, his first president was sworn to office, they said one of your first acts is going to do, you're going to actually go to service. You're going to pray for your nation, pray for wisdom and guidance to lead this nation. And But further, it, it shows in this idea that this piece that people don't many hear from actual history. It was in 1855 that John Frederick Schrouder compiled Washington's short and concise statements into a book titled The Maxims of Washington. And there is a section in the book on his religious maxims and friends and associates of Washington unequivocally avowed him as a Christian. This included the U.S. Supreme Court, John Marshall, who was a military officer under Washington, who affirmed that Washington was a sincere believer of Christian faith. Additionally, it was Washington's own granddaughter, Nellie, who lived at Mount Vernon with him for over 20 years, declared, quote, is it necessary for that anyone should certify General Washington avowed himself to be a believer in Christianity? I mean, as well, we may question his patriotism. And the point that Nellie was making there is it's absurd to question his Christian faith. Or let me take just one more example to that. To, as people try to pretend that George Washington wasn't a Christian and they try to deny the, the, those foundational roots that influenced our nation from all a lot of the founders at the time. It was Reverend Henry Mullenberg, who, after visiting his son, who was under George Washington's command at Valley Forge in 1778, it was even the reverend that quoted that, quote, General Washington's respect for God's word, belief in the atonement through Christ, and he bears himself in humility and gentleness. Now, I bring this up again because 
it's important for us to understand the actual foundation, the history and the roots of this nation. And this is something now you that was the original writings of the Washington's maxims. Right. But if you take the fast forward a little bit, there was a current version. And I the keyword there is the current. Right. They reprinted the same historic book. The maxims of, as the maxims of Washington by John Riley, a scholar from Mount Vernon and a White House historical of the White House Histori Historical Association. Now, you would think this guy would actually have a firm understanding of history and not have another agenda to censor and rewrite history. However, what he did was deleted the original eyewitness sections from the book instead that said George Washington was a, a man of faith, that he was a Christian, that he was a believer in God. Um, what he did instead was substitute John Riley's own opinion that Washington was a deist. And the removal of religion and faith from Washington's story is would be basically this is where they completely rewrote the history of what was founded and was behind George Washington. Now, to be very clear, just so we understand a deist, but, uh, trying to make this into a deist is you're trying to undermine everything that says, yes, maybe Washington believed in a higher being. However, a deist does not believe that there was no divine intervention, the providence of God. Um, and it's to take that away completely negates everything that actual George Washington believed in and everyone that was firsthand eyewitnesses said about him. And it was in his inaugural address where he even said our nation was found by the providence and the hand of God and what he continuously said and spoke about. So honestly, this could not be any more wrong about the understanding of George Washington, but this is what we get in our history today. Because people don't go back to the original maxims, they use a rewritten version to get an outcome that they would prefer. Um, so censorship, like it's, the whole point of why I'm bringing this up is censorship and rewriting history goes all the way back. Just as one example, in our, the very beginning, the founding of our nation. This is not something new about putting up the obstacles to confuse the public. And the war on Christianity that you're seeing is not something new, but it is something that we need to be very aware of and what they are trying to do. And just like they're rewriting history for George Washington, they continue to rewrite history today through anything that someone says that doesn't align with the left or the Biden administration or anything that's going to be, I mean, basically, if you think for yourself, that's it gets going the other direction. So with that in mind, I just wanted to point again that, yes, the Romans verse was not solely speaking and it was speaking to a Gentiles in a Christian community. However, the principles are there. And if we want to fix anything, we need to overcome the lies we need, that we keep being told, the identity politics that have but one goal to divide us. And we need to care about one another. And we need to love with tender hearts. And we need to be that light. So this brings me to the very important piece that we should discuss, Sean, that recently came out from the World Economic Forum. And this kind of goes completely against what, we, what I've been starting to talk about here, but it lands right in the bucket of what they've always been doing, trying to rewrite history, censor, censorship. And this is what we're seeing from the big tech um, overlords of today and what they're going after, trying to censor people's voices and opinions. And the premise itself is all under this guise that it's going to protect you. However, it does the exact opposite because it, truly divides people more. So with that, uh, Sean, the first piece I want to jump into on this heavily comes into the World Economic Forum's recent um, 
art release that they came out with that is about the online abuse of artificial intelligence and human input, right? So, well, before I even get into that, I have to say the very first time I pulled this article, it was a different article in the sense of it was very convenient that the World Economic Forum, right after this article was written and it started getting backlash about how they're trying, it's you're trying to use AI to censor people and say, hey, we can control the internet. Um, they put a warning on it that was just trying to say that please be aware that this, please be aware that this has been shared on many websites, routinely misrepresents content, spread of misinformation. And we note the following, that this content of this article is the opinion of the author and not the World Economic Forum. Please read the piece for yourself, which I do agree. So we can dig into what that actually means, right? And this is not the first time they've done this. They've recently done this in many different areas. Every time it's something comes out and gets questioned at the World Economic Forum, they just say, oh, we're just a foundation for people to speak from. Um, and even they turn around and might take some, something down. But if you go talk to the author, they turn around like the few weeks ago, there was an author who wrote an article all about world hunger would be a good thing. So they can basically reduce the world population and got enough backlash world economic forum went back and took it down and yet the author was like no i actually because the world economic forum said they didn't actually mean it and now the word the author literally straight up told the fee the left-wing media outlet fee that no they directly meant what they said and they there was exactly what they wanted to be said so digging back into this on this world this article right um the world economic forum sean came out with this idea of how they can control the internet as our internet has evolved over time this has become a dark world of online harms and they need to be the we should we need trust and safety teams um to help with the challenging times and the ever-growing list of abuses and child abuse extremism disinformation hate speech fraud and one of the most telling factors is is the reality of what that really leads to sean if we're going to go to the World Economic Forum to use AI, and this, I should say, the same exact time when this article came out, it's not this just the author's opinion that the World Economic Forum came out that same day in Canada, the exact same platform. Uh, yeah. Justin Trudeau is their little puppet of what to do, right? So this goes directly at the core of how people are able to, so the First Amendment in America for free speech, if this ever came over and influenced things, like we pretend... It's just over there. It won't come here. Well, John Kerry's sitting over there at the board. He's John Kerry's fully ingrained with this. And there's many leftist corporations that are deeply ingrained with the World Economic Forum to use this as influence. Yeah, the World Economic Forum is a, a scary organization. It was formed out of, you know, a, a hypothesis of Charles Klaus. Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Yeah. The other and, Schwab. uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there, there's a uh, a lot of support from um, billionaire perspectives, right? From from large corporations' perspectives. Um, but as as far as I'm aware, I don't think any government has like come out and supported the World Economic Forum, right? It's more of a Canada. Well, it wasn't Trudeau part of his um, like internship? Yeah, so they're. They've basically come out across the board and they have a lot of their, that's where the Klaus Schwab has said that, how they've been influencing governments across the world because they put people in their programs, quote unquote, 
to help guide, train, mentor. And Trudeau, they love up there in Canada, is like his test puppet. Yeah. And, I mean, look, we've seen what's happened and what they've been doing for the past few years. That's not by accident for what where Justin Trudeau is coming from. Well, the thing is, is like a lot of people think that Canada has the same rights or the same, yep. you know, constitutional backing like we do. And now before it's not really been said, it's like, yeah, you could do whatever you want. But now Trudeau is just coming flat out and saying, this is not our constitution. Yeah. We don't have to do this. This is what we're going to do. Right. And and that's why the U.S. is the last the last stronghold of what true freedom is and it's it's dwindling every day yeah no i completely agree because they don't have the first amendment strength the freedom of speech and we saw through covid where they're throwing pastors in prison because they don't have the religious protections um like we do for freedom of religion granted that's again a whole other topic we'll get into but <laughs> it's but they it don't gets, have those protections but it, it gets into what we're talking about with the world economic forum and trying to take control right because they could start it in canada where they don't have the the legal stoppings like we do right but if it takes over canada then it makes it easier for it to take over the us yeah and that's why i, I agree i mean i don't think it's by accident there's no accident whatsoever from how they're implementing and what they're going after and then again you have the leaders and john Kerry being one of the main faces of it regularly involved going to the world economic forum sitting there they're going through being ingrained and listening to what they have to say i mean you have all the big corporations all the big banks jp morgan Citibank, wells fargo bank of america all of them are deeply ingrained um into what the world economic forum does right now the biggest piece is if we go down this path that ai is going to control the internet control this information at the end of the day it means who's controlling that algorithm who is to say at the time, right? So this is a threat to free speech, a threat to election integrity, or even honestly, it's w or way worse. You can go down that whole path, right? And the, like the World Economic Forum, in this report that they shared, right, their job, they claim this to be, they need to come out and use human and artificial intelligence to censor bad actors who produce and pro promote child abuse, disinformation, hate speech, like I was briefly alluding to earlier, right? And they say, quote, it's, if governments roll this out so what how do i say this it's if governments go down this path as is my view if the government rolls this out any government right and then this leads into the u.s and what we don't stand up to be aware of any good thing you may say or reason or voice of any other person they can just don't it as no that's disinformation right we can't allow anyone to see it so if you have a political opinion and you want to vote i don't care if you're republican democrat libertarian whatever you want but let's say right now, if you want to vote Republican with the Biden administration, the U.S. in charge and what they've been using big tech censorship. But let's say if they went down this path with AI, the people on the left that sit here and promote this censorship of Republicans and anyone they disagree with. I, I, I just don't understand, Sean, how they never understand this. Right. What's that next thing? It's only because they're currently in charge. They can't think that next piece. OK, what happens in a few years when you're not in charge? When the left isn't in control, what will eventually happen is that it gets used against you, right? And I'm against that completely. I don't need this from the right. I don't agree with it from the right that would use it against leftists. And I don't agree with it from the leftists to use it against rightists. Whatever direction you want to go, like if you sit on the left and think this is an amazing thing that we, that because we're in power, we can shut down everyone else and I won't have to hear the other opinions of others. Again, I just point back to fine. Think forward to a few years and see who's who's in office. 
And could that ever be used against you? And look at the thought of whoever you may be back in interest at that time, if that's used against you, you won't be so excited about it when you're the one that's getting censored, that you're the one that's getting canceled. Yeah, it's the same thing that went with um, the filibuster, right? Um, last time yeah. the Republicans controlled, they wanted to end the filibuster and the well, Democrats the were fighting and now they're in control and they want to end the filibuster. Well, that part started right when Harry Reid wanted to do it to pack the courts in the D.C. circuit, right? And they wanted to suspend the filibuster, and then they want to pretend that they weren't ever the ones that ever did this. And the Democrats have an ongoing pattern of unconstitutional actions and doing what they say because, they, like we've talked about before, the ends justify the means, right? So to them, they don't care. It's how they get to their end goal. And this is another tool. So they think in the short, very short-term view, well, I'm in control. Let's censor and silence people. So you want to use AI technology built in to go out and censor people. Um, and that's honestly, like, this is exactly what is, this has never been acceptable for whatever side you are on. And this isn't a left or right thing. This is either if you believe, if you want to stand for liberty and have freedom and individual rights, or you want to live in a tyranny and be a slave to the state. Um, so we don't just celebrate some nonsense because it may give me favor in that moment. We need to be honestly looking at this, what, how this will impact myself today, the future tomorrow, our children years down the road. I mean, I'm not signing my kid up to be in the destitute of slavery and despotism. I think our founding, I think our founding fathers recognize that, right? And that's yeah. why we have our Bill of Rights. That's why our Constitution is writ written the way they it is because for years the world has been ruled by kings by so people right so so they yeah. they saw this and they they wrote this document to to stop that because they knew that it wasn't and that's what that's what our that's the direction that our country's moving towards right now right it's maybe not be like a sole king but it's looking like a sole party right whether yeah. you're for or against that party we don't want one group being overall in charge and that's because that's not the way that our constitution was written. And, and that's one thing that we need to be aware of and, and raise these red flags too. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, and I think you brought, it's a really good point that you mentioned there. In the history of the world, the United States at its founding, because of what George Washington did and the other founders at the time, founded a nation on something that was completely flipped on its head. Completely different. We were not a nation that was to be led by a king. We were a nation to be led by the people, right? And this was the completely flip of a worldview. And this is what's misrepresented today, right? So if you look at the top-down worldview and a biblical view, you speak directly to God and then the politicians are below that and respond to you in a biblical worldview. And you flip this on the other head, then you look at this and how does that align today? Well, it's the Democrat worldview that comes out and says, no, it's they are God and they need to tell you what to do. And they completely flip everything on its head, which is exactly why the founding of a nation, we were founded upon the exact opposite of what they're trying to do to us today. Um, and this is the key to the part where you're saying, Sean, like it was the people about wasn't kings. It was put in the hands for the first time of we, the people. And we're seeing like from the FBI Marlago raid, it's like you're pissing off a lot of people to waking up to the fact of what you are abusing the power of government and everything this nation was founded upon was not for that because it was not for tyranny it was not for individuals to political 
use tools of the government to be weaponized to go after the political opponents. And that's what this free speech issue is. Why it's such a concern when I saw this come out of the World Economic Forum. Like you said, it's not maybe it's saying it's happening immediately, but this they keep getting ideas, the theories, the concepts, what they should do keep coming from this direction. Yeah, and I, I think that what you were just saying about, you know, it being for the people and, and the people getting to choose, not somebody else choosing how you're going to live your life, right? That kind of goes into this new uh, Inflation Reduction Act, right? In in this build it that they just posed. So, yeah. so they think that you need an electric car. They think that you need to go well, they, out and buy energy efficient things, well, right? And they're, I'm going to say right at the gate, just to put it out there, that this was fully signed, that they actually went through and fully signed the whole Inflation Reduction Act. And before, like all those things we're talking about, Sean's go out there, buy electric car, buy solar panels, they, they do this. But they are admitting right now on that Inflation Reduction Act as it passed that it's – you're right. It will – they finally admitted the fact that everything that we've said, it was going to raise inflation because of the cost, the expense, everything it's going to go after. But they're trying to flip it on its head to exactly what you're going towards. They're trying to flip it on its head as this glorious climate change investment, right? So you go around in a different direction. They're trying to spin the narrative of how it's being talked about and – instead of the inflation reduction act they're trying to make it like a great investment for the future of the nation it's a great investment for climate change um and that was in a recent politico article and look i'm going straight from this is literally from politico that they were in the article from politico that they look title it was by adam uh Cancrine and olivia olander that Biden signs a sweeping climate change and healthcare bill into law. Sean, that's not what they told us this was called. This whole time it was touted as this Inflation Reduction Act. Um, and, and in that same piece, they're cel- the, the celebrating and rewording this as a victory for climate change. But you're, look, you're giving a victory for climate change, price controls, and a corporate minimum tax. So this was all the stuff that we've previously covered. But... It is being spun in such a direction right now, like this great climate change investment, this great healthcare investment. Um, and just one point to note on that in the a whole rewording and censorship, I actually just hit this, that it was that we have to be aware of this because people are getting it's getting a lot of negative name recognition around, which as it should. So the whole ESG movement. I saw this recently pop up that. And we're going to, and Sean, we're going to be on this. We're going to watch this for everyone to see where this goes. But they're trying to now, because of the negative response to the ESG for the reality of what it is, they're, and people are awakening to it, they're going to try and rename it. They're starting to try and rename it and reword it to call it something, I, I don't even freaking know. They'll probably do CRT and try, like they did and try and change it to social emotional learning, right? But they're doing that with ESG because of what people are awakening to, what the banks are doing. And they're trying to do all this into this idea, like this bill, to spin it in a way of this is a great investment for you, right? So going back to your point about that investments, like what was it? They wanted – so one example I think we had in, out there was this idea that tax credit, they're going to get – look, if I give you all this money to buy an electric car, the Biden inflation bill um, 
you are going to go buy a whatever 50 some odd thousand dollar electric vehicle and we'll give you a $7,500 tax credit. But Sean, what was it that happened right after this came out and what did companies start doing? So for the cars that did qualify, right? So that's, I think that's one thing that that's, yeah, it's the you know, pointed out, not, not every car qualifies for the tax credit, but then the yeah. cars that did qualify for the tax credit, all the manufacturers raised the price $7,500. Yeah, which was convenient because it was Ford and GM that announced, and again, to your point, it's the electric fleet line, the electric vehicles that are going to get the $7,500 tax credit. Ford and GM announced that they're raising their, raising their prices on their electric car fleets by price increases of, to, of like six to $8,000. Sean, is $7,500 between six and eight thousand dollars. I'm just throwing. It. I know we gotta do simple, but it's the when you gotta do Biden Bidenomics and understand his math and BS. It's what what happened to look. I'm a I'm a car guy, and I think that you know we should cars should have horsepower and be fun to drive, right? But I was also in favor of of you know let's just make cars more efficient, right? When yeah. When we went through the Obama era and he, he made those requirements of, you know, by 2025, you have to get 30 miles to the gallon, right? Like we have the technology to become more efficient on our the resources we have and still keep it cost effective. So why do we need to raise the price, make things more expensive, less efficient for and yeah. and then raise inflation with a tax credit? Because it's all facade. It's how they rewrite it and how they put this image that we're doing something versus what they're not. Well, I think it's also a disconnect from the people yeah. themselves that they're supposed to be representing, right? Because the average well, American where, can't was... afford a $50,000 brand new car. And I forgot, I'm drawing a blank because I, I didn't even pull it, but it was someone, one of the, was it MSNBC or someone who recently, it might, it might be off, but it was someone, they recently started touting this idea of like, this is a great thing, right? This is such an amazing thing because you can get these tax credits. And in fact, you can even get a loan that I think they're going to defer your payments until for like a year. Uh, if you buy like the solar panels, I think it was like, maybe it was like, we'll give you $15,000. I think it was, whatever it was, they're going to give you like $15,000 to go get a thirty, forty $40,000 solar panels on your home. But for your loan to get that, we're going to defer it till next year. It doesn't mean they're giving you a favor. You just don't got to pay today. And, then and you got to get, you got to get a 20 year loan to be able to afford yeah. it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, and we'll drag. It's the it's the finance scam. It's like, oh, we're gonna drag your loan out longer and just well, let's talk to you about like uh, your monthly payments. That was it's the like, it's, secretary it's of uh, secretary of energy who was saying yeah. this is great for people. Oh, it's not a big deal. They could just get a loan. They could push it out, right? It'll be fine. Well, that's the part where it's look. When what's her name? Oh yeah, Jennifer uh, Granholm. Like she's a, just a disgrace. Like you've heard every different direction she's gone out and spoken about energy. I'm like, you literally do not understand anything about the energy industry or what the lifeblood to drive an economy. But you're going to sit here and tout this idea. Like, look, even in this idea of where they're going with um, for the cars, for the like, look, let's talk about this one piece that was in actually going straight out of CNN. How they're trying to spin this for gas prices. Right. This was this is honestly hysterical to me. That CNN article um, analysis by Chris Isidore. I completely probably butcher his name, but 
the fact that some you want to write something so stupid, I don't really care. It's the article headlines called America just got a hundred dollar month raise. Um, let's let's get to the point of this. I don't really we can dig into that. They're trying to celebrate this fact that June there was record high national average of gas prices at five oh two. And they're trying to spin this lie to you that says if the average American household uses 90 gallon, 90 gallons per month. And you must be very excited because it, the national average, we made all these horrible decisions from canceling like the Keystone XL pipeline to uh, preventing drilling in Anwar to not approving um, oil lease, drilling leases, all these things that they've done since day one. Um, but you need to be excited about the fact that we drove the price of gas, our decisions, all the way up to 502 average, and now it has dropped to dollar ten for the na the national average. And they want you, they think you're, they think everyone is so stupid that they're going to celebrate. You're going to get a savings of ninety eight dollars and eighty two cents. And like everything this administration has told you. It's, it's a lie in the sense that they want you to be so unaware of the fact, and their history starts today. It's my truth. It starts right now, and that's how they rewrite it. Going like I said, it goes all the way back to George Washington. They're not the rewriting of history. The censorship is not an accident, um, and they don't want you to look back. So, Sean, what I'm, I'm going to actually run this down and actually look back and say, um, if we were at 502 for average, and now we're dropped a dollar ten in gas for the national average right as this current average is still a dollar 54 higher than the last full day of president trump's term in 2021 that was two dollars and 38 cents on january 19th 2021 the the national average for gas when it's trump left office was 238 yeah, and it then, was 238, and it was already, because like everything happens once it starts at the election time, you have to even take it back a little bit further, because once the election happens, people start, the oil's futures and how they're sold on the market, start weighing that factor in. So it was already rising. They already knew that it was coming. Yeah, and that's still where it started going up. It was 238 on January 19th of 2021. Now, so to get the better comparisons, I'll give an example for us right here right here in Texas, that going back to the actual true, like October of 2020, it was $1.59 here in Texas. And using this alleged $1.59 at 90 gallons a month, that would cost me, what is it, $143.10 a month. So don't give me some nonsense that this is a savings when Using what we have right here now in Texas, it's still 345 at the pump. All right, so I got gas the other day. It's 345, and this is still a net loss of 167 dollars and 40 cents. Because at 345 or the 90 gallons, that's 310 a month, comparative to where it was in October of 2020. So 310 to 143. It's a negative 167. For where I'm at, for how much I'm paying for this gas under their theory of the 90 gallons per month. So don't give me some lie that this is a hundred dollar savings. This is the complete opposite. You still have to go down 
another $267 if you want to get me $100 in savings because you're full of it. And again, this is exactly why we've been saying this from the get-go. You have to be very cognizant of the words and pay attention to what they're telling you and actually know the history. It doesn't just start when they said it started. You have to go further back to really assess what's going on. And like the gas prices, go back even into Trump's presidency and you'll see where they were at comparatively. And it was $1.59 in October of 2020. So again, you can't sit here and pretend that you're doing something and you're going to save us $100 when it's costing you significantly more. But don't rise up the price and bring it back down. It's my old, uh, what have I I've said this before? It's like the old arsonist theory shown that they'll go, the Democrats continue to do this. They'll go behind the house, set it on fire, and then come around the house and sell you the front of the house to sell you the, the fire extinguisher. And they want you to thank them and pat them on the back because they fixed the problem they caused to begin with. Yeah. And, and also, you know, just energy in general has gone up, right? It, they're they're touting they and they only they kind of put blinders on when they try and say oh we're saving you money in gas well my gas bill has also gone up my electricity is also gone up right like so oh, yeah that's gone through the that's when oil goes up everything else goes up and and here in Texas we consume seventy kilo, seventy thousand kilowatt hours a day right as a state as a whole it's yeah. only being offset by on a good day, 14,000 kilowatts an hour of renewable energy, right? Wind or solar. So the majority of our grid is still coal and natural gas. And most of it's natural gas, right? And this is, a, this is affecting everybody across the nation, right? Yeah. You, they're trying to spin it as like, we're making your life better, but we're going to make, but everything else is going up, right? It's just this well, then that's your, one so way right street. To, yeah. And right to your point, Sean, it's, I mean, look, you look at this um, article that came from like AAA, right? So very big into the automotive, vehicle insurance, all the stuff that they do. AAA recently put out this. It has nothing to do with like what Biden has done anything of releasing our strategic oil reserve or any of that regard. It has nothing to do with that. It's, I mean, you don't need to take my word for it. Go to AAA. And AAA even said this is the only reason this is happening is because like Sean, you just said, your cost of everything, other areas, they're all going up, right? So people are changing their demand. They're changing their driving habits. So almost two thirds or 64% of US adults have changed their driving habits and lifestyle since March of 2022 with 23% quote, making changes of how they drive and they're offsetting these high gas prices by driving less, combining errands or reducing their shopping or dining out even further. What people are doing is they're living more on credit. People, uh, debt and credit has exploded in this nation very recently because of this. This isn't like, oh, people are, we're just driving down the price. No, they've changed how their habits. So if the demand drops, yeah, it's also, that's influencing how the price of gas is dropping because people don't want it because they have to change how they go about things. So again, it just, I mean, we can make this whole thing about, it's the reality we need to understand what they're doing. The censorship is real. They're trying to rewrite history before your very eyes, and we need to be aware of what's being said and how they're going about it. Um, and I think, Sean, this is something that we alluded to in the very beginning of, you know, vacations. So while all this is going on, while the FBI Mar-a-Lago raid is going on, I think we talked about it, I think it was in the last podcast, that they sent Joe Biden after two and a half days of work. Um, they said, hey, good job. But he took a vacation, was it in South Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, 
So he went to South Carolina, and he comes back. He worked for only a few hours, and I tell you, the few hours were very destructive because he signed the Inflation Reduction Act. And they and they sent his ass back to vacation in Delaware. Yep. Like so. So, so they they passed the. What is this? Every everything is done like so sneaky too, right? The the when it passed yeah. Congress, they did it as a a proxy vote, right? They weren't even in office, yeah. right? So they were on they're vacation sh- themselves. They're still using the COVID. Votes. Yeah. And the COVID proxy voting. Which is not supposed to be happening, right? When the CDC that's, just changed their guidelines and and basically yep. said it's the flu now. And and that's how you're supposed to take, treat it as. Uh, so, so they're using these policies that shouldn't be a policy, or I, I guess caveats, right? That shouldn't be there anymore. Uh, they passed this terrible bill and then they all go on vacation. Like they're saving the world and they deserve a break. And while well, everybody else struggles to live on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah. It, and this again, it gets back to, we need to be aware of what they're doing because it's happening. They do in quote unquote, it's in the dark at night. And this is my whole point in our show. We have to be the light. We have to be pointing to this stuff. We have to talk about it. Talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors, be aware of what's going on. This isn't something to bury your head in the sand because that's exactly where they want you to be. Um, yeah. If we so, don't, if we don't start talking more and bringing more awareness, we will own nothing and be happy. Well, that's the exact goal of um, the, what is it, by 2030 of the Great Reset. That's one of their main pieces. You are going to own nothing and be happy about it. So this is their whole idea. They keep breaking systems, keep doing it, fixing it, and you're supposed to thank them for it. As opposed to, no, we need to be getting the right politicians, the right people in there that speak for you and have your, the voice for you. And that's what we need to be focusing on. Um, yeah. Well, let's, so, let's, let's try and get some positive stuff out of this that's, yeah. that we know is working. Well, we're, see, it's the funny part, like... Well, I have to point out one thing first, just why Biden, why he's on this, while he's going back for his vacation home, well, vacation again. It's look, this was from Town Hall. It was just a piece that they pointed out. Look, Biden has now builds Biden builds a fence, builds a border wall, just not the one Americans want, right? So in his Delaware home, he's now putting a fence built around his Delaware home, and. I don't know if your taxpayers are actually going to be happy about this because you're footing the bill for it. So you can't have a border wall to protect our nation and the southern border. But don't worry, Joe Biden's building a border wall in his house. And it's they put out the Department of Homeland Security awarded the contract to a Sussex County company to construct a security fence for $456,548 that you as a taxpayer are going to foot the bill for. Oh, and by the way, that was the one the bid went out. So now the uh, DHS contract actually has increased since then. It's now $490,324. Because like everything, they're going to keep increasing. They don't care because it's not their money. They're using your money. So again, it's the walls for me and not for thee. So (laughs) joke. It's So yeah, I don't know. So changing gears, um, things that have been going well. This is actually a very promising piece, right? So this is the point, Sean, that we made last time about speaking up and having a voice. In a, so last week, we talked about the North Dakota School Board that removed uh, the Pledge of Allegiance because it has the word God, right? And that has now changed. The North Dakota School Board reinstates the pledge after a week-long backlash. 
according to a Breitbart article uh, by Jordan Dixon Hamilton. And that's the key, right? So we need to speak up, make your voices heard, and let them know that this won't be stood for, right? This is exactly what happened at the Fargo School Board, and now they reinstated and went backwards to put the pledge back in. Um, I mean, heck, Sean, we just saw this. What is it? it, it right here in Texas? They're putting out this whole sign that uh, through that does not violate the establishment clause. It does not violate establishment or religion. That in Texas they have now passed a law that we can put signs back in. They're putting signs back into schools as long as they are donated or that's have signs that say "In God We Trust." So we know where the rights, our rights, come from. Our rights are granted to you by God. Like that's exactly what the founding of this nation is built upon. Right from the get-go, when I was saying about George Washington and his faith in Christianity and the values that built this nation, we need to understand where this all comes from. So I'm excited to see that. They just started pushing that around here in Texas. That's going to be coming up. And I think um, yeah, that's where they're getting around because other areas like Patriot Mobile and some other companies are all donating to it. You know, one thing I do have to say about that, about the Texas schools that we are still holding strong on is the FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um that, that's still allowed in our schools and not been taken away. So I think, you know, we haven't completely lost it, but we have to keep fighting. And, and again, like you said, getting able, being able to bring these up in, in the school setting, um, I think is a big win. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And it's to your point, it's bringing up in the school setting, the right setting to have the right voice and not giving it to the way, like we're not saying we don't, don't commit the acts of violence. Don't we like, we stand here and condemn the acts of violence because that's not going to be the answer, right? But we do the right approach. We get the right representatives and we get make our voices heard. This is what has to be done to take back the direction of this country. Um, so let me, sh there's a two quick things that just came out. Um, the House Judiciary Committee uh, told Fox News that Trey Gowdy that a, well, in short, it was, I think it was Jim Jordan that they were talking to that had has been announcing that they're having, they have 14 whistleblowers coming forward following the raid a week ago, like at the President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago. So again, why does it take you guys this long to actually stand up and say something? I don't know. Is it good that people or whistleblowers are starting to speak up, like to see the corruption that's going on on the FBI? Yes. So, I mean, it's a solid win that keep doing this because when you work in the government in these agencies, these people don't feel like they have a voice. They don't have your support, but we keep showing we support them and not the corruption that's going on with these agencies. That's going to be essential. So, and then, so then, all right, let's turn this. Here's an, uh, <laughs> another good solid conservative win that we're going to be having for this week is going to be uh, CNN's Brian Stelter, his show, Reliable Sources. And this is the entirety of the show. A 30 year running show has been canned. Right. So this is Ryan Stelter is going to completely off the rails. He doesn't hasn't even I don't even know which his the arbiter of truth is. He's literally a, one of the biggest puppets to whatever leftist narrative of the day they want to push. And he literally sits there before you trying to say that he's this arbiter of truth. So the guy who runs reliable sources has been completely unreliable. And that's what happens. And his entire show gets canned by the new C new CEO over uh, that basically took over from C CNN. Not just him himself, but a thirty year running show he ruined. Yeah. 
I was like, you destroy a 30-year running show. That's a, I mean, look, it's mildly impressive. I'll give him that. <laughs> you, you sucked so bad that we just took out. Now, we're not just going to get a different host to replace you. We're outright getting rid of your entire show because you well, brought so much negativity. I think CNN is – oh, sorry. I think CNN is losing so much money that they, they have to, right? They they have to start getting smaller because people are waking well, up like and realizing CNN, it. Like CNN Plus lasted like six weeks when they invested so much money into it. And like they're waking up and realizing you guys are putting out – CNN's putting out such garbage that people are waking up and like, I'm, why would I waste my time even watching, listening to you? Their, their ratings are in the toilet. I mean you get turned on the HG channel – Somebody building a house or whatever they're going to be doing now, that gets more higher viewer ratings than what the shows on CNN are getting. Yeah, you know, I really think that the only people that watch CNN or where CNN is on is like the airport auto repair shops or the airport, right? Where they just have a CD to entertain you while you're a TV yeah, while you're like, sitting in the waiting room, right? And nobody yeah, really pays attention. No to audience. It. I don't. Like, I don't understand. I was like, you literally only probably exactly that counting your viewership because you have like somehow got this airport contracts which that's a whole other thing we gotta look into i don't know how whoever's genius idea across the country is like they're gonna be on every airport that's the only reason you have viewers it's because they it's running and nobody's actually watching you in the airport that's true so, that's true um all right i want to close out one last thing this is pretty funny coming out of the babylon b which is a satire site before anyone like loses their marbles and doesn't understand reality uh babylon b came out with an article that goes it's literally said is after so after seeing the jump the jump in Trump's poll numbers, Biden orders FBI to raid his house too. So following uh, you know the FBI Mar-a-Lago raid, I was like I thought that was pretty funny. The FBI Mar-a-Lago raid and all of a sudden like Trump was pulling in. I think they were saying like his pack is now pulling over a million dollars in donations a day. Donations went through the roof. He's getting his poll number to be more supportive. People are waking up to the corruption by the FBI, the corruption by the government, corruption by the Biden administration. So I thought it was pretty funny. They're like, well, now Joe Biden's being the smart guy that he is. He's like, well, maybe I should just have the FBI raid my house. <laughs> <laughs> Love the beat. Um, always. I was like, I can't help it. I was like, their stuff, it's it's great. And it's almost, I don't want to say prophetic, but the idea that they make so much light or joke of something. And somehow, I swear, a few months later, all of a sudden, they're like, you would think it was prophetic because they said it was exactly what was going to happen. It was so ridiculous and satire. But yet somehow it's, and the CEO of Babylon B, he's been interviewed about this. He's like, really? It's I just picked the we picked our writers picked the craziest thing you can think of, and somehow a few months later they're doing it. So they offered uh, Brian Selter a, a job because what he says goes along with what they publish. I was like, why does it not surprise me? His whole walking existence is the uh, satire. So, so yeah. In closing, I think we just want to leave you that Babylon B. The FBI uh, would like to help Biden, you know, considering maybe they could help us pull numbers by doing a raid on himself. So with that, Sean, you got anything in closing? Keep fighting. Awesome. Well, all right, guys. Thank you all. Thank you. We just want to make sure you guys come back, subscribe, listen to followers. Again, that's what reviewers are going to humbly ask for you guys to subscribe and share this show. And, um, Thank you all. Have a good one. And remember to stand for truth, kneel for God, be the light. God bless America.